Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, how are you, my man? What's up, Zap? How are things in New Hampshire? Cold? Not uh, it's not, not it's actually a little seasonably, uh, unseasonably warm today. We're going to get up into the mid fifties at some very point nice, today. Very nice, yes. right. it's, uh, it's seasonably warm here. We're at uh, 76 in uh, County. Oh, y'all recovered from the, uh, the free frigid 49 degrees you guys had a couple <laughs> weeks ago. You know, yeah. real quickly, cause we have a jam packed show. We do literally iguanas were falling out of trees. It was so cold. <laughs> it sounds like an old car. Ah. How much Hi, my is name is Tom Zappala. Johnny Mallory is in the house, the Great American Collectible Show. You're listening to us on Facebook Live, YouTube, podcast, uh, all the podcast stuff. I had all that stuff. All the podcast we a, stuff. We have we have a great show. <laughs> Let's bring, we got Jordan with us right now, Jordan Gilroy from our good friends at Leland's. We're going to talk to uh, Jordan in a sec. Then we have Chuck Wisman and Stacy Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. And it's all going to end with the pro man, Mike Provenzal. Uh, from Heritage, depending on whether or not, again, we can find them. Because <laughs> last night he was in a strip joint till like four, so I don't know what the hell's going to go with him. But anyway, uh, headlines. Smash and grab burglary, burglary at a Texas hobby shop. Another one, JM. Yeah. Thieves, thieves smashed their way into a sports shop near Dallas last week, broke the glass in a store display case, and stole a pile of graded cards that happened in American Dreams in Halton City, west of Dallas. The store's security cameras showed two men dressed in light clothing inside the shop after smashing the shop's glass front door. One of them wields a hammer, breaking the glass in the case, and begins dumping dozens of cards into a large sack. Owner Scott Mann says at least $9,000 worth of modern cards were stolen, including a 2020 mosaic Patrick Mahomes. Also, a it was a PSA 10. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, a whole bunch of cards, uh, either in their haste or lack of knowledge, the thieves left behind some more expensive cards. Detective Americo Petricelli is now handling the case <laughs> for the city of uh, Dallas, uh, Helton City, Dallas. Rico will be coming on next week and giving us an up to date because he is leading this investigation. Listen, you better you better watch out. You better watch out when you book guests going forward because these guys have good collections now. I don't. We shouldn't have them on the show. Okay, I'm just warning you. Very good point. Yeah. Uh, So headlines by our friends at Sports Collectors Daily. Get the hobby news twenty four seven by going to sportscollectorsdaily.com. All right, listen. Let's get into it. We've got a jam packed show. Jordan, how are you, brother? Good, good. No complaints. Happy Friday. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I know you have a blockbuster (laughs) auction, but how the hell did you get Antonio Brown's glove that he tossed (laughs) into the stands? How did you how'd you get that? You got to come on. I need the backstory. (laughs) It was um, I think it was, you know, the person just sent us an email and said, I have this glove of Antonio Brown. I'm sure they Googled us because of our Brady results. And yeah, so then a couple of days later, we get the glove, we put it out on social media, um, and now it's the hottest item in our auction, and it closes tomorrow. So we're just all, you know, really anticipating the the close. Unbelievable, unbelievable. What about the rest of the auction? I mean, this is like, this is like huge. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. We have the uh, PSA nine pop one highest graded uh, ticket from when Brady replaced Bledsoe. Um, and then on Sunday is when our actual like massive winter classic starts and we have now, hold on. You're saying Sunday, which is really three days ago. Cause yeah. remember we're, we're, we're on, we're, we're, uh, airing the show on Wednesday. So oh. three, so three days ago, the show, the auction started. Okay. So three, yeah. So three days ago, um, we have the undershirt also that Antonio Brown threw in the stands. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> we have... Um, well, wait a minute. That came from somebody else? Yeah, someone else. 
Can I? Can I? Yeah. I know. I know. You, can I just kind of? I, I just and I mean this from a collectible standpoint as well. I can see the undershirt because you can kind of see where that goes. Did you have to do anything to prove that that was the glove? Yeah, provenance. Jordan? That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So we did receive photos from the consigner. He took a photo of him holding the glove okay. at his seats. Gotcha. Um, right. He has a photo of his ticket, so we can match up where he was sitting. Yep. He was interviewed by all these news outlets. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. It's Good. just it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's nice. Perfect. What else you got? We have Mike Evans' right glove that he was wearing when he caught Brady's 600th touchdown. Wow. And uh, the main attraction, we actually just got it the other day, but we're sliding into the auction. Um, Tom Brady's last touchdown ball. The ball. Really? So no, no. The did you one. did you check the PSI on that? <laughs> it's uh it's it seems like there's a little bit too much there. <laughs> Again, you 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 auctioned his first ball off, correct? Yeah, that was in June. Right, and now this is the last touchdown pass that he threw. Who caught that pass? Do we know, JM? I can't Mike, remember. was it Evans? It was Evans, it was right? Evans. Mike, yeah. Evans. Mike oh, Evans. Yeah. He keeps, yeah. He keeps giving away free money to these. Yeah. The <laughs> now, how did you get the ball from the team? From Evans, a ball boy? Who's? How did? What was the source for that, Jordan? Uh, the person that caught it, Mike Evans, just threw it in the stands. Oh. And I oh. Okay. Knew, Why would he throw that in the stands? What is he out of his mind? Would he probably didn't even know it was a six hundred? Well, you know, you had to yeah. think about that, JM and and uh, Jordan. I mean, how many times do ball players do that? They don't even think. You I know. know. What I mean, and then they they I toss know. it. It's like, oh Jesus! I, you know, that was a record ball. It was you know, it was a record that I set or something. You know. So Jordan, does like, does Leland's now have people in the crowd at every sporting event? Following people who get paraphernalia from the field. That's a damn good question. <laughs> we have a couple. <laughs> I'm going to watch out next time I'm at a ball game. <laughs> get the big L. They got the big L in their sweatshirt. But, Jordan, on a serious note, I know there's so many other great things in this auction. Um, this is really the stuff I think that goes beyond. I'm not, I'm not being blasphemous here, Zap, but cards and signed balls, signed back. Like the personal stuff like that. I mean, that really, to me, has to turn on the collectibles audience even more. Oh, for sure. It's it's history and yeah. it's physical. You know, cards were, you know, not to knock them, but they were, were printed in factories. Correct. You know, they were manufactured. Right. But you hold a Babe Ruth game used bat and you can close your eyes and know he held it at the plate at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. The, this ball was touched by Tom Brady. It's a historic piece. <clears throat> and, yeah, memorabilia kind of overall seems to be undervalued a little bit. You know, it's a biased statement, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, I'm a memorabilia guy at heart. Yeah. No, yeah, but, I, I think it's well, true. Well, you know, just real quickly, then just tell us about some of the other great yeah. items. Yeah. Memorabilia, though, isn't it picking up ahead of steam, Jordan, a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's because people are slowly selling or auctioning their big stuff, and people are realizing how expensive the items are. So it is slowly picking up, but just not the uh, explosiveness like cards. Well, the other right. thing, Zap, is that, you know, we always talk about with cards or something, how many of, how many are in existence? You know, the, there's only one Antonio Brown <laughs> glove that got thrown into the crowd. There's only one There's only one Brady 600th touchdown football. So I think that adds to the value of it as well. Very truly, good point. It truly is a one item, not one of something. So, yeah. Uh, what are some of the other things, Jordan? Uh, we have another one of those Brady champ ticket autographs, the contenders rookie. Um, this one is a PSA eight though. And I think this is the second PSA example to be offered in the last year since he won. And I think 15 or 16 Beckett ones have sold, but this is a PSA eight, which is insane. Um, we have Gaudi cards from 33 and 34 signed by Ruth and Gehrig. We have a Super Bowl one ring. We have a pair of Michael Jordan's shoes that he wore before the Pan Am games in 1983. We have a Stan Musial signed game-worn jersey, endless modern cards, PSA-graded tickets, which are on fire right now, Yeah. PSA Type 1 photos, a little bit of everything. So the auction started three days ago. When does it end? March 12th. Saturday, so, March so you 12. got so you got a you got a long run here, folks. Yeah, get your bid ins. Go to Leland's.com. I'll tell you what, you guys, 
you know, we, we talk about a lot of the big auction houses and the smaller auction houses, and we feel blessed because, and I'm not just saying this, of the large auction houses, I think we have, at sponsors of this show, we have the best in the business. And then the smaller houses, it's the same thing. You know, I just, it's, a, we're blessed, JM. You know, and the other really thing, are. there was a guy from Leland's driving the cab, and he has uh, Antonio Brown's right shoe. That he put on on the way from the field to back to the hotel in New York. So they're all over the keep place. An Hep, Hep, Hep keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out. Mike was the cab driver. Yeah, was the. All right, Jordan, we love you. Uh, good luck with the auction, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks, guys. See you, Jordan. Jordan Gilroy, good guy. Good guy. Okay. Chuck and Stacy are in the house with us. How you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Nice to see you guys, uh, Chuck and Stacy Wisman. You know. We have dealers, we have auction houses. JM, agree to disagree. She is by far the prettiest of the whole bunch. Oh, well, thank you. There well, really I, I don't know. J- Jordan's a good looking kid, but yeah, I agree. I'll give it to Stacy. Exactly. Yeah, Chuck's pretty cute, too. Oh, Chuck is as well, yeah. Hey, uh, before, we, uh, before we, we talk about the uh, Wheatland auction, I give, I give away today, JM is pretty cool. Uh, this is a book that was sent to us and said, hey, you can give this away. The Catcher Was a Spy. It's oh, a great story about Mo Berg. Mo Berg yeah. the, mis- the mysterious life of Mo Berg, who yeah. was a CIA guy. It's a movie, about, have, a movie about that, too. Yeah. And then we have three packs of, what is this, 1991-92 NBA basketball, Upper Deck. This is a throw-in. But uh, we'll give these away later on in the infamous Staten Island Joe Marino Ugly bag, very ugly bag. <laughs> we'll we'll do that later on. But let's get to Chuck and Stacy right out of the. Out of, and hey, Tom. By by the way, the Uncle Jimmy collection a couple of years ago, we had a couple of Moberg autographed Gowdy cards, um, I, and, I and they you, went great. You know? yeah, what well, an let, interesting story that is. It's an unbelievable story. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, Moberg's when we did uh, when we wrote the hundred greatest autographs, Moberg's autograph is really really scarce, really scarce. Uh, it's surprisingly so. Uh, yeah, that's got some value to it. But anyway, talk about the auction. When is it? When is it over? First of all, so we have a few more days left of bidding. About four more days. Uh, auction's going to end this coming Sunday evening. Uh, we always start uh, the auction close at seven p.m. and that's Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. The lots will close one at a time, just like your standard auction. We'll go into extended bidding any lot that gets a bid within 10 minutes of its close time. But this coming Sunday evening, we're looking forward to it. Now, you have some really, really cool stuff. I mean, really, I noticed uh, uh, there's a really cool Clemente, Jackie Robinson autographs. Can you tell us about them? Yeah, so I did actually bring with me today the single sign Clemente ball that's in the auction. I'll let Chuck hold that up. So, you know, just one of the the, the most fun parts of this uh, job in the auction is just the stories behind some of these items. So this item was consigned by the original owner who got this ball in person in the Pirates uh, locker room, Um, had an uncle that worked there, went in with his grandmother. Um, His grandmother was from Spain and spoke Spanish to Clemente and um, had a, a wonderful conversation. And he walked out with one of the most beautiful single sign Clemente balls that we've ever seen. So... Um, it's a great collectible that he's he's held on to all these. Yeah, years. and one of the great things about this baseball, it's single sign on the sweet spot, no no personalization personalization that he would do a lot. Yep, it's also on the official National League baseball. So I believe Clemente picked it up in the locker room um, clubhouse, and it was 1970. So I think it was just a couple months into um, New Three River Stadium wow. that opened in 1970. Wow. Like, Gave a beautiful, bold signature there. And um, just an awesome item. And came from the original consigner. You know, you know something? Clemente's stuff is red hot right now. Clemente stuff. We've been really, talking about really that, Zap, the last few shows. I think that just in the last year or so, I don't know if it's just more respect for the guy, if more people are talking about him as a player. You know, obviously, his statistics, you know, his life obviously cut short. Who knows how much longer he would have played. Uh, but have you guys found that, too, that's been an uptick with, with Roberto Clemente stuff. I also think the Aaron and, and Mays and Robinson items have, have kind of gone a little bit up in popularity over the last few months. Do you agree? Yeah. You know, I think we've talked in the past about who's iconic over every generation, not just us old, old timers, us, us three guys and, and many collectors, but the, the younger generations. And everybody knows Jackie Robinson. Everybody knows Babe Ruth, Louis Mays, Hank Aaron, 
Roberto Clemente. And I think that's where we now see these younger generations that are getting in the professional world or in the card industry, getting money and investing on who they think is going to be legendary, iconic forever. And, uh, you know, to me personally, across different sports, it could be Gretzky and hockey, Jordan or LeBron and basketball, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I know Zap and I were both talking about this before the show, and I noticed it in your auction. And I don't know a lot about these cards, the mascot dog food cards. I'll be honest, yeah. I, had, I had never heard. And, that, and that's why we were talking yeah. about it. Could neither one of us I had really never really heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, can you just talk about uh, that, that company and that brand in general and the cards you have in the auction? Yeah, so I you know, love regional card sets. But yeah. the mascot set, nobody knew anything about other than in the old baseball almanac, there was a photo of the one card that was known, a Robin Roberts card. Okay. So if you go to that catalog, that's the only card that was in there. Well, about five years ago, we were contacted by a local antique dealer who found a Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra card. And on the back said, it's a hit mascot dog food. Wow. And these are, you know, oversized, larger cards. Yeah. This is the, the Yogi Berra, let me get it right. Um, and if wow. you can see, that's an iconic photo. That's the yeah, photo that's, that was used. You know, if you crop it, that's, that's the his card rookie from nineteen fifty Bowman. Yeah, that oh, that's what it was. Saw. Yes. You hey, never Chuck, saw the full background. Chuck, wow. let me, can I continue? You said they're regional. Were these in the Philadelphia area? The New York? What was the what region were they? Yeah, mascot dog food. I think it was manufactured in New Jersey, but was based out of Philly. Okay. So a lot of the players were regional players. Yeah. Some of the players were investors. It was early 1950s. Gotcha. You had to send a label in with with like 25 cents and you'd get the membership pin and other things. I don't think many people ever did that. And then the company, I believe, closed down shortly thereafter. So when the Burr and and Mantle were discovered five years ago, at the time, PSA wasn't grading it because a checklist wasn't together. We wrote numerous stories about it. Um, the mantle that was beat up sold for twenty five thousand like five years ago in our wow in our man. And um, since that time, we found four families, and they contact us because if you if you Google mascot dog food, you, one of the stories that we wrote or about the the collection has our information in there. So, you know, four families have contacted us in five years, and the most recent one. Um, Four new cards are being sold in this auction, including the the Barra. Um, I know there's a Bucky Harris, there's a Gil Hodges, yeah, and I believe Don Newcomb. Okay, um, and just really, really cool cards. It is a cool, know? very yeah. cool card. I love that one. That's a and great. I uh, love love the back. You know, regional cards are just so awesome, and it yeah. talks about you know the set and um, yeah mascot products out of Philadelphia. So, cool. You know, and, and we're based in Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania, so. You know, all these families, the four families who have discovered mascot cards, and we put the whole checklist together, um, and PSA now grades them because the whole checklist is together. That was the big the big thing of why they weren't doing that, you know? Yeah. It, uh, Chuck, you know, with, with Tom Brady retiring, um, it, in your opinion, which one of his cards, I mean, what's hot, what's not? I know there's a zillion Tom Brady cards out there. Um, you know, where do you see his market going? Uh, it's been so crazy to watch the increase in value of, you know, first it was his, his rookies and then it became some of the rare cards, um, you know, some of the numbered short print items. In this auction, we have multiple um, short print cards numbered to 50, 100, whatever, um, that are, are crazy value anymore. I, I brought two with me here. Um, and these are Tom Brady, do one at a time. That It's a, a gold X-Fractor. This one might come up better. Uh, but these are short printed to like, uh, this one's 101. This is 175. These were made in 2003. Um, these are going to sell for thousands of dollars. A few years ago, these you could have bought these maybe for 100 bucks. Yeah, best. wow. Right. Um, Nuts. You know, and it's just, it's hard to find. You know, younger collections, Tom, we've talked before about you know, manufactured scarcity, right? Um, the younger collector, collectors and even even older guys that want to collect, you know, the iconic Michael Jordans and other things. In the 90s is really when you start to see things get short printed. And that's a big part of the current generation of cards. We also own a, a you know, sports card store where our auction business is. 
And every day people were buying cards and boxes of the newer stuff, hoping to get the rare autographs, the short print stuff. Yeah. Somebody pulled a one of one super fractor um, from a Panini product um, of Trevor Lawrence recently. Very cool. You know, and, Very cool. We had. We're chatting with uh, Chuck and Stacy Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. Their auction is hot right now. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk more with Stacy and Chuck. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, we are back and we are with Chuck and Stacy Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. What are some of the other items in the auction, you guys? So we have a really big variety of items this auction. Um, a lot of vintage graded cards, current era graded cards. We have bulk lots together. Um, we are um, a 
amazed at the amount of autographs we have in this auction. Um, things that are going from, you know, some really high-end single sign balls like the Clemente, um, but also larger groupings of autographed items of um, entertainers and politicians yeah. and um, other sports players. Um, just a little bit of something for everyone this auction. You know, Jenny picked up the collection from, um, was he a senator, Dick Schultz, or uh, state rep? Representative. He was a okay. U.S. U.S. representative. Oh sure, sure. I mean, you know, type one photos, man. They're they, they're they're hot. Type one photos are hot. Yeah, you know, and they're so interesting. I, I love the captions on the back of some. We have um, a 1927 Babe Ruth type one photo where he's stretching at spring training, and on the back he's not happy with his salary. So, how much do you think Babe Ruth was making in 1927? 10, uh, 20 grand, 30 grand. Wait, wait a minute. In 27, oh, it was after 27, I think, that he signed for 100. So he was probably making 40, 50, maybe. Good guess. Yeah. Um, he wasn't happy um, that he was making 52,000 a year. Well, actually, I knew that I'm lying because we just, uh, with the new book coming out, I, I did his, his narrative. So I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I knew it, too. I knew it, too. I just didn't want to make everyone. I knew it, too. <laughs> so, you know what this is That's from. That's a great. Yeah. Are you kidding? Look at That's that. a great. Is that a type one? This is type two. If this was a type one. I was going to say. Has this or finds this somewhere. Yeah. If it's a type one, it's probably going to go for well over 20,000 right now. Right. I mean, this is the type two, which is printed right Shortly thereafter, type one, usually within three years or so of the original photo being taken. Um, this type two is probably going to be two to three thousand. That's a really iconic photo, yeah. too. Really, uh, yeah. really iconic. Hey, speaking photo. of, um... you know, when I was a kid, every time I had to do um, a story, a book report, I'd always do the Lou Gehrig story, third grade, fourth yeah, grade, right. fifth grade. You know, it's always. The Lou Gehrig uh, story. <laughs> Speaking of interesting items, you have some uh, checks and, and bank statements in this auction. You mentioned off sports, Mar a Marilyn Monroe bank statement. You have a, a Jackie Robinson check, I believe, and a, and a Vince Lombardi signed check. Can you talk mm -hmm. about those a little bit? Yeah, um, the Vince Lombardi check is cool because it's a Green Bay Packers issued check. Yeah. Beautiful signature. Um, multiple Jackie Robinson autographs in this auction. And one's on a bank check. And, and I didn't know this um the consigner bought it directly when rachel robinson was selling a lot of items from his estate so it came in a folder that was made just to sell some of his checks from her collection wow with a letter from rachel robinson that she autographed so if you get the check in the auction from robinson it comes with the folder from his wife and a letter signed by his wife who's you know probably just as iconic as Jackie and anybody who's watched any of the documentaries or movies. I mean, sure. she was right there with them and had to go through so much as well. And another cool item about, I mean, I love the Jackie Robinson story and memorabilia. We have a, a stadium pin from 1947. I saw that. Yeah. That said, I support Jackie Robinson for rookie of the, you know, rookie of the year. And um, just so cool. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people, you know, were there to support him. He had to go through so much adversity. And there were a lot of people who, you know, were fighting it, whether it was players, coaches, or or fans. But there was a lot of fans that supported him, too. So, Chuck, do you have, a, like, a regular group of consigners that go back to you guys all the time? Or are you, like, all over the place? I know, I mean, obviously, I know you probably do a lot of traveling. But I'm sure you have a pretty good foundation of of consigners that you use yeah yeah I, I would say it's actually it's a mix mm -hmm. i would say you know pretty much every option that we do we have on average 40 to 50 consigners um there's always some that are consigning in the majority of our auctions um and then we have new ones that that come to us i mean that's key time, every time also so hey, that let's let's switch gears for a minute chuck you know you and i we were sp uh, speaking uh, yesterday about quote, manufactured scarcity. And I know, you know, dealers have their feelings. I have my personal feelings. A lot's happened in this industry. Let's start with the uh, Fanatics buying tops. What are your thoughts on all that? You know, Mike, Michael Rubin from Fanatics also is, a, I believe, a part owner of the Sixers. So I, I followed the Fanatics business since they really started. And they've just always made good business decisions and usually started a lot of times getting the license agreements with the 
uh, with the leagues, whether that's making pennants, hats, jerseys, t-shirts, um, and then just build upon that with their brand um, and, and buying a lot of the companies that would make this stuff. So, you know, when that, when it happened, you know, and I was talking to friends and so forth, it seemed like the next move would be to acquire one or two of the, the big names out there to have in their stable. You know? So as a follow-up, what do you think happens to Panini? Panini's kind of like on, they're out on an Island right now, kind of by them, not by themselves, but what do you think happens to Panini? Um, you know, I, I, I hope that they, they stay in it and they continue to, to flourish and make stuff. Can they, you know, will they be able to still make unlicensed products? They've done that with baseball. Um, you know, they put out some great items. Um, I think they do have a couple other licenses like soccer. And, well, and soccer is soccer is huge. I mean, their European yeah. soccer FIFA is huge for them. Yeah, that's yeah. Big. So it would it would be good to, that that all the brands can still stay in play. I agree. You know, we own we own a sports card store, so you know we're hoping that that important aspect of of the market is still there because every day with our team that works there and if, if we're ever there, um, we see what it means when a, a father and son come in or mother and son, and it's you know it's a family affair and people ask you questions and they learn from that environment. And, um, you know, so buying, buying wax boxes at a store, there's something special about that. Absolutely. Couldn't yeah. agree with you, know, you more. I was going to, I was actually going to ask you guys about that because I think you might be the only, or certainly one of maybe very few of our guests of, you know, auction house owners, people that, that still have a physical presence, a physical store, a, a card, a good old-fashioned card store. Um, talk about that a little bit. What are the consumer, what are the in-person consumers buying right now, Chuck and Stacey? What, what's, what's hot, what's not in terms of people coming into the store? What are they looking for right now? Well, I know you, I mean, you probably work more directly with the, the people coming into the store, but I'm there a little bit more often. Um, and, I, you know, I think the, the single cards, people get excited to see those. They get very excited to look at the memorabilia, but there is just an excitement that surrounds the, the wax, the unopened products. And, okay. You know, people will buy those boxes and then they will stand at the counter and they will open them up and other people in the store gather around and cheer them on. And, <laughs> you know, there is such a camaraderie. And sometimes they'll run back to my office. Daisy, look what we pulled. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's an excitement about that, that, you know, I think, you know, there's certainly a place for your online sales and, and things like that. But, man, there's, there's in-person um sales just really it, it creates such a sense of camaraderie you know it's, it's, it's funny that you're saying that because my sister who has a place down here in florida a couple of doors down from us she just went online she bought a uh, a 2000 bowman chrome unopened uh box uh the one that has 24 packs in it i think chuck said 24 yep. in it so so tonight over cocktails, <laughs> she's going to open them one at a time in front of Ellen and I. Over oh, cocktails, no. so we'll have some fun with that. We had uh, we're chatting with uh, Chuck and Stacy. You know, I mentioned manufactured uh, scarcity, and I know how the dealers feel about it. It's a necessity, um, and you mentioned something the other day that I really didn't think about. It's something that transpired many, many years ago also, Chuck. And, and I have mixed feelings about it because, you know, some of the manufacturers are printing short, short prints, one of three, one of five, one of 10. But on the other side of the coin, that's what's energizing young investors slash hobbyists. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know... It's fun for people. And, and if the junk era wax, you know, we all know what 1987 and 1994 was like for a lot of products. That were Would you like, I, I have a closet full. Would you like some? <laughs> every, every day, at least three or four people come into our store with that stuff. So, you know, I used to think they made many millions. Now I think they made many billions of cards then. But if that era had rare cards that you can find in a, in a box, that stuff would be worth something. Um, and let's look at Joe Burrow, right? And how hot he is right now with the Super Bowl and what yeah. he's done this season. Sure. And, you know, Joe Burrow gold mosaic or prism card numbered to 10 
I mean, there's many collectors age 10 to 50 some that are investing in that rare Joe Burrow card. Um, and if you look at how it appreciates, it's, it's insane, you know? Um, and yes, are there a lot of old time collectors? Sometimes meet, meet like me and you who might say, well, I, if I had a half million dollars to invest, I'd rather have a vintage rare Babe Ruth card. That's my feeling. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. my feeling. Right. So, right. so just as a follow-up with this new um, uh, phenomena happening with the modern cards, do you think the vintage that do you think that Babe Ruth card or that Ty Cobb card or that Garrett card or that Williams card 10, 15 years from now is going to be effective and not be worth as much? Or do you think it's going to continue slow, steady growth like a like a like a old blue chip stock? Yeah, I think it's we still have a few decades of that stuff still being a premium and, and increasing in value. Um you know, look at the generations of people, people in their 40s, early 50s are still going to be alive 20 years from now. Those people are still going to be iconic to them. And it's been transcending down. Um, you know, the, the Michael Jordan documentary educated a lot of younger people who always said LeBron was the best. Yeah. You know? Personally, to me, Jordan was was the best. And um, but I, I always heard from a lot of younger people of, of LeBron, but they never, they didn't know anything. Right. Well, that, that documentary LeBron. reminded everyone. Sometime you need to be reminded. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, so you guys have so many great things in this auction. You have a lot of Mickey Mantles. You have a, a 1941 Ted Williams. You have a 63 Rose rookie. But I need to know, where the heck did you find the Ty Cobb and Walter Johnson blankets? What are those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're pretty awesome, huh? That's that um, is yes, a uni- those they, are unique they, items they, right they there. They do get graded, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they, I know they they they've started grading them like relatively recently, I believe. No, I think a few years ago. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, they look beautiful when they're in the the graded holders, you know. Um, but the, yeah, those are awesome. Uh, those are, the consigner actually got them at a local, um, not far from us, um, vintage flea market. So. You know, and I, I think we might have talked about this before. Being in Pennsylvania, and you look at the history of baseball. Those of those of us that live in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, New England, the history of baseball goes back over a hundred and what thirty plus years. Right, right. Um, so you just never know what you can find. Yeah. You know? So I have to um, ask one you, Chuck. Things is um, in this auction is a nineteen twenty one exhibit Babe Ruth card that graded a PSA three and a half. Um, right now, I think it's at about 12,000, but still has a lot of, a lot of room to go. Yeah. Very cool. Chuck, listen, being a Philly guy, I have to ask you a little off the collectibles a bit, the James Harden thing. You happy about it? What do you think? He's, he's so a sixer, happy, man. You, know, you got him um, now. The, the team's been playing so well with when Simmons hasn't been playing. He hasn't wanted to play. Yep. You know, we're like, like where you guys are from, we're a blue collar place. And sure. We, we like guys that are going to, you know, go in, get physical, yeah. not be afraid, and want to play. Right. So Simmons was just an oddity there. But whatever, move on. Um, James Harden is awesome. I mean, he's a couple years ago, he was averaging 36 points a game, which was like eighth ever all time. Yeah. And somebody who can get 30-some points, 11 assists, eight rebounds to go with, who in my mind is the best player in basketball, Joel Embiid. Um, I, I'm a, you know, I love the game of basketball. And yeah. A historian a bit. So when I watch Embiid and sometimes I see Olajuwon, sometimes I see Russell, sometimes I see <laughs> um, Will Chamberlain. You yeah. Know, who my dad, uh, he went to my dad's rival high school. So my dad got to see Will <laughs> up close at, in high school. Well, um, I, I hate to say it, but I saw Will quite a bit as a kid playing against Russell at the garden. It was amazing. Just real quickly though, uh, we have about um, two minutes left. The basketball market is red hot right now. I was just reading an article. I was talking to actually to Kevin Lenane. I mean, PSA, they're, they're, they're grading and authenticating bas- modern basketball cards is outpacing everything. Are you seeing that in the store and in your auctions? Yeah, no, we're definitely seeing that in both. Um, 
basketball is international. And, you know, a lot like soccer has always been international, but yep. every decade it seems like basketball is growing and growing and growing. Um, and I think that's part of it. And, and, you know, I hate to say it, but I think younger people are shying away from baseball more. I agree. And are more I agree too. basketball, I, football yeah. fans. And we see that all the time. I think, basket, yeah. I think basketball connects with the younger audience more than any of the major You're sports. You're dead on. I, I totally agree with you 100%. And basketball yeah, keeps having this, you know, and it happens in football and baseball. Sometimes it's more cyclical with that because baseball, you have to go through the minor leagues. And, I mean, John Morant's coming right out of college. Bingo. And he might, you know, he's probably the closest thing to maybe the best young player in the league now with Zion being hurt so it just it happens right away for these guys they come out of college some of them the one and done guys they come in and they're stars in the NBA there's no waiting period you know like like with a quarterback you know a quarterback's gonna have a couple of rough years even even guys at the level of Peyton Manning the basketball guys are coming right out of school and and boom they're stars stars. right away yeah yeah all right your website address we are www.wheatlandauctionservices.com and links on there right to the auction. The auction ends Sunday night. Get your bids in. There's some great, great, great items uh, on the auction. And you guys are going to have another great year. You're going to have another great year. Thanks, yeah, guys. Always thank a you. pleasure. Take Good care, to see you guys. both. So long. Yeah. Stacy and Chuck Wisman. Take care. Thank you. We're going, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more of the Great American Collectibles Show. <laughs> Hold on. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden Auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of heritage auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Sarah found out camping. What was that? Wasn't her thing. So she eBay forwarded her tent to Tom, who just had to get out of his house. But Tom needed road trip money, so he eBayed the crock pot he never used to Steve, who wanted to turn the heat up on date night. But Steve needed counter space, so he sold his decanter. Thought it was a vase. To Sarah, who'd found a new outdoor hobby. Red. eBay. Sell something and make room for something new. 
And we all know that eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone or you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. All right, let's say hi to Mikey first of all. Mikey Provenzal. I love that name from Heritage. How are you, Michael? How you doing, Good. Bro? How are you doing, man? Good. But before we continue, uh, before we talk about the Heritage Auction, I want to talk about our good friend Joe Drellick, who's a great guy, Mike. Great guy. East Coast. Uh, you know you know Joe very well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collective Show, The Philly Show, from Friday, March 4th to Sunday, March 6th at the Valley Forge Casino Resort in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, where Mallory won 125 bucks, pocketed the money. And, oh, I'm sorry. 100, 174 bucks. You know, with all due respect, I'm going to continue with this. You could have taken me. He could have taken me out to dinner. That, and I and I let and I let you and Ellen buy dinner. <laughs> exactly. Shop over 200 of your favorite hobby dealer booths uh, on over 55,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to the present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collection needs. The Philly show is family friendly and all kids 12 and under, oh, Lori, uh, get in for free. <laughs> Autograph guests include basketball legend Julius Dr. J. Irving, iconic photo of him and Bird choking each other. Remember that, JM? Yeah, I have Great that. Photo. I have that. Philadelphia baseball legends Mike Schmidt, Pete Rose, and Steve Cotton, baseball Hall of Famer, The Wizard, Ozzie Smith. Philadelphia Eagles all-time leading Russia, LaShawn McCoy, as well as Super Bowl 52 fan favorite, Brandon Graham, and many more. For more information, go to thephillyshow.com. That's the Philly Show, where it all started. Hey, listen, Zap, I have to go in here. Before you get to, to Mike Prava, I have to send out a personal thanks to Mike. It's the first chance I've had to talk to him. When you left me high and dry and I was stuck with Derek Grady as a co-host, thankfully <laughs> we had Mike on the show to kind of break it up, break up the monotony of just me and Derek. So, and speak, Speaking of breaking up the monotony probe, you know, not for nothing, but someone texted me after, just prior to the commercial break, because I didn't say anything. And it was you or David asked me if I had a stroke. And, and I, did, I, I didn't, but I didn't say anything because our crack producer Chrissy Cunningham told me to keep my mouth shut. No, she listen. No. Nope, no. That's not what she she told you to keep Don't. your mouth shut after the first guest, not yeah. the not the second guest. Probably tells you that a lot though. So. They all do. They all do. <laughs> really? So, uh, let's get to prop. Prop, first question, the painting behind your back. Yes. Uh, uh who is that? <laughs> that is Christy Matthewson and his wife, and this wow. was uh, owned by Christy Matthewson. Um, it's something we've had for a little bit. We're holding it for a consigner and, uh, you know, a piece of artwork. We're not going to hide it in the vault. So figured might as well put it up in the office. You know, I think, you know, you could talk to Grady. You can talk to Chris. I think I that would to. be a wonderful, wonderful Christmas present for the Zappala family up here in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, it, it would look wonderful in my office. It almost, talk- it almost looks like you and Ellen, uh, Zapp, when you look at it. From really, really far away. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I never, I never quite <laughs> wore a, a uniform. The only w- uniform I ever wore was a Cub Scout uniform. <laughs> and, you got, and you got, th- you got thrown out of that because you, you fell just short of your Weeblo badge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pro. What do we got going? You guys, like, you're all over the place. I can't yeah. even keep up with you. What do you get going right now? Uh, we have our platinum auction, which is open right now. Uh, it's the premier event in the hobby every year, and uh, no shortage of incredible items in there. Uh, cards, memorabilia, vintage, modern, uh, whatever you're into, plenty of wax. Uh, we've got it, and even a few historical items in there of note. So always very exciting to see you know, some of the most valuable and iconic items in the hobby come through our doors for a short period. And then uh, find new custodians February 26th and 27th. Uh, Mike, one of the highlights of this auction, I think kind of a running theme in this auction, is that you guys are celebrating the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. Uh, Just talk about the auction in terms of that, the Robinson items, and how you're calling attention to that. What's probably 
probably the most momentous moment and happening in the history of baseball. Yeah, and a momentous moment in American history Absolutely. as well. Like 100%. you said, uh, April yeah. will be the 75th anniversary of his MLB debut. And we have a lot of Jackie Robinson's items, including a single collector who has some really unique and impressive ones, including the 1946 Baseball Bureau questionnaire, uh, which he filled out before he joined the Montreal affiliate of the Dodgers. Yeah, and yeah. He he put in pen what his uh, ambition was in baseball to uh, open the door for other black players. Uh, it's the only time he wrote it out in his hand what he was aiming to do and what he eventually did. Uh, you know, at Heritage, I've gotten to see a lot of incredible pieces of history, and this one's right up there. I mean, it's one of the most significant documents in Major League Baseball history. And then uh, he's also got a copy of Jackie's autobiography that he signed to P teammate Pee Wee Reese. And it has a really endearing inscription thanking Pee Wee for everything he did for his career. So, you know, one of the most popular and legendary players, a uh, great player to celebrate anytime, but uh, now is a great time with the anniversary coming up. And uh, if you're looking for a great Jackie Robinson item, we have a lot. You know, Pro, you've been in this business uh, for a long time. And As you, you can tell by the gray hair. <laughs> How long have you been with Heritage? 15 years now. So, so in the 15 years, a lot of magnificent items have gone through your hands. What is the one most iconic piece that you've ever held in your hand? So the two I always mention that still to this day are blow me away. One related to Jackie Robinson. A few years ago, we sold the only known game-worn jersey from his rookie year in 47. Uh, I was on the team that went and picked that up in New York, and uh, it just took the air out of the room when we opened it up and took it out. You know, that's a Smithsonian piece. It really right? is. Right. It really is. Uh, that's a piece of American history. It's the only one known and uh, a momentous item. And then the other one is uh, we handled the Michael Ruzioni collection, and sold the uh, jersey he wore in the Miracle on Ice. Um, I was one year old when that happened, but it is an I, you know, an event that I know as well as people who are watching it in person. And uh, very cool. And Michael Ruzioni could not be nicer. Just a great guy. Yeah. And that really added a lot. Uh, Joined JM, didn't you? I, I've met Mike a couple of met times. Him, met him several times. Yeah. Yeah. Nice I mean, guy. Just a real Boston guy, too. Real Boston. You can guy. tell by the accent, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> hey, Prov, he, kind, of, kind of playing on what Zap just said, outside of some of the stuff we've already talked about, like the, uh, the questionnaire from Robinson, what's the, to you, what's the, another wow item in this auction? What's kind of a unique item that kind of stands out for you that people should take a look at? So we, the ticket market has really exploded in the last year, really in the last few months has really gone crazy. And we have the only known full ticket for Michael Jordan's NBA debut. Oh, There's a wow, few stubs wow. out there. Only a few stubs, but this is the only full ticket. Uh, the consigner was a college student at the time, and his dad bought him two tickets to the game, and he couldn't find anyone to go with him. So very similar to my college experience in that regard. Um, so he had he had one stub and one full oh. ticket that he just kept in his pocket, and he'd held on to it. And then when he saw the market going crazy, he reached out to us, and we said that's the only one known. And we've got two weeks of bidding left, and it's already at a world record price for a ticket. So that's a very cool one. And for people who are keeping track of the trends, that's uh, in the hobby. That's one that's high on my list. What is? Do you know what the price is right now at this snapshot in time, Pro? So the bid's at two hundred and fifty thousand plus the BP. <laughs> so JM, think about this. You you have a ticket stuck in your pocket. Oh. You're in college. You're drunk. You're stoned. Whatever it is, right? <laughs> And you just throw it on your bureau when you get right. back to the dorm room, and then you you keep it as a souvenir. Listen, how about the glorious results of not being able to get a date? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that worked right? out. Are you Graham. kidding me? Has, you think? Right. I had the same problems in college. I haven't seen <laughs> right. a uh, six-figure return on that. Um, <laughs> hopefully, my wife isn't watching right now. I had one too. I did it a lot too, but I used the other ticket to like light a cigar or join or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mike, you know, uh, I've asked this question to a lot of our guests over the last several weeks. Uh, your your counterpart, uh, Derek 
being one of them. Uh, and actually, I think Derek feels like I do. What is your whole uh, feeling about what we call manufactured scarcity? Yeah, so the modern card side, um, manufactured scarcity is a good uh, name for it. Like with that Jordan ticket, you know, there's one, that's it. Maybe another one comes out later, who knows? But, you know, with these limited edition cards, Panini could make a million of them if they wanted. But, uh, you know, I think it's really helped the hobby on the modern side is what I would say. Uh, people want to collect who they watch. That's how we got into it when we all started decades and decades and decades ago for some of us. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but, I th- uh, I th- wait a minute. I, th- know, I think he meant me on that when he had one more decade for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, when they were flooding the market with cards, that really caused a uh, downtrend because people who are collecting players from that era, that there just wasn't the value moving yeah. forward. But for people that are jumping in now, um, they want to collect who they're watching, you know, LeBron, Luca. Patrick Mahomes, players like that. And it's added a layer of value that you wouldn't have if you were just making as many as possible to meet the demand. And I'm sure you guys have seen in the last couple of years when I go to a show, there are so many more kids there than there were, you know, even just a few years ago. Yeah. And that's how you keep it fresh. And, you know, for everybody, you start out collecting the current players who you're watching, and that opens the door to learn the history of the sport, the hobby, you know, maybe they're into uh, LeBron right now, but then they learn about Wilt Chamberlain down the road and gain an appreciation for those vintage things that have the legitimate rarity. That's, I think that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Have you seen a spike in basketball, modern basketball? Definitely. Uh, It's been huge. And, uh, you know, part of collecting modern guys is speculation. You know, a great example is uh, Zion Williamson and John Moran. Yeah. You know, when Zion came out, everybody was heavy on Zion and he's still having, you know, a great career, but uh, he was the focus and Morant was kind of an afterthought. Now Morant's creeping into the MVP conversation and things have kind of turned. You're seeing huge rises in prices for his material and his cards, especially. Uh, so I think people who are investing on that side, they know that it's riskier. It's a little like gambling. Uh, it's speculation. You never know what could happen with a player that's playing right now, especially one early in their career. But people who enjoy doing that get excitement out of it. I'm all for it. We are chatting with Mike Provenzal from Heritage. This, uh, this is our giveaway today. Oh, I'm going to get something? Yeah, No, you're out. Uh, I've never so won anything on your show. This is the, the stuff that really, <laughs> Grady really bust my chops on when they say, well, we got three upper deck basketball cards with probably nine stiffs in here, but <laughs> we have the, but we also have uh, a really cool book uh, that I read a long time ago. The catcher was a spy, the mysterious life of Moberg. Good book. Man. Good book. So we're going to give that away. And by the way, it is signed by not Moberg. Um, How many pages? There's like 800 pages. What's that? Like Dr. Yeah, Shivago or something? Book. What the hell is that? War and Peace? It's, it's just uh, like every movie now is over three hours. Every book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week's giveaway. Out of the Staten Island Joe Marino crap bag is <laughs> Kenny Williams. Kenny, Kenny Williams. Williams. All right. Not to be mistaken as Ted Williams or William could Shatner. Be re- could be related. Or, All right. or, or Esther or Williams Selena, or Vanessa Williams. Esther Williams. Right. Uh, Kenny, here's the deal. I'm going to put this in the book. You have one week to get in touch with us via Facebook messaging, email, carrier pigeon. I don't give a damn. You have one week. If I don't hear from you in a week, you're out. Fair enough, Jam. You got it, That's brother. That's a great book. That, that Moberg story is one of the most underrated stories in uh, baseball history. Yep. Awesome. All right. Your, uh, your website, Prove. HA.com. Platinum Auctions open for bidding right now. Go find the next treasure for your collection. Where's your buddy today? Uh, I'm sure he's at lunch. He takes three-hour lunches, so that's a pretty safe bet. You know, you you laugh at that, but every freaking time I call him, what are you doing? I'm having lunch. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter when it is. I'm having lunch. That's what he always says to me. He's it's amazing. Not a sight you want to see in person or even. Right. Right. Hey, listen, uh, Mike, before we let you go, a personal thanks. Um, you personally, I mean, Chris and, and Derek and Heritage, but you personally, a huge help uh, to Ellen and I and JM and Joe Orlando and the publishing company for supplying us with some absolutely incredible images. Uh, they're going to be featured in the new book. It really has set off the book, in my opinion. Uh, it just, you know, some of those are like one of, the, one of a kind photos that are just striking, striking. So thank you very much. Oh, pleasure to do it. And I can't wait to see the book. Uh, all I ask is an autographed copy. Thirty nine ninety five. Are inscriptions extra? Uh, another thirty nine ninety five. We'll we'll take care of you. With that being said, Prof, thanks so much. JM, have a great week. You too, buddy. Uh, Chrissy and David, as always, great job. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you all so much for the support. Listen to us all over the place, Facebook, YouTube, uh, iHeart, Alexa. You can tell Alexa to play us, whatever. <laughs> With that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.